Welcome to Northern Nevada Green Living Podcast, where we support your quest for a happier, healthier, planet-friendly life that supports you, your family, and community. This show is produced by Go Green Locally, a nonprofit resource supporting eco-conscious choices at the local level. GoGreenLocally.org is where you can connect to the Northern Nevada Online Green Hub to find or share with six different directories for local events, projects, groups, nonprofits, businesses, online resources, or promotions. Visit the Hub today to sign up for email subscriptions, where monthly we send you the list of local events and any local green promotions that have been shared in the directory. Events, whether they are virtual or in-person, are a great way to support your greener lifestyle and ways to make our communities more sustainable and eco-friendly. So I'm pleased to be speaking with Walker Sauls, who is an environmental science graduate from UNR and the founder of the nonprofit Green Vibe World, and one of the founders of Biggest Little Mushrooms, a sustainable urban farm providing delicious mushrooms to the Reno and Sparks area. Welcome to the show, Walker. Thank you very much. So what is something that you think most people probably don't realize about environmental science? Maybe something you learned that made you realize you definitely needed to work uh, out within the community more? Yeah, well, I think in a pretty general sense, I think a lot of people really isolate and separate environmental science from other fields of study and just human welfare in general. In my opinion, it kind of offers an incomplete perspective surrounding environmental issues. It's, it's kind of like it's not so black and white. Like, I believe everything is connected and plays a role in everything else. For example, how could you expect a financially struggling mother to prioritize the environment over her children? You cannot. It's, it would be ignorant to think that the environment doesn't have intimate ties to human welfare. There's an examples like that across the board. So I personally believe that our struggle for environmental justice is not going to be conquered by isolating ourselves or environmental issues, but rather by supporting each other in resilient and intentional communities that focus on all of these issues that are going on around our planet and to ourselves. Very good. So what is a project that so as first of all, as a nonprofit, how has it been working with Green Vibe? You know, it's been it's been very rewarding, I would say. You know, we it's it's a bit of a, a side project right now. So I do have a lot of responsibilities with the mushroom business. But we have we have four people on our team as our board of directors, and we all are very, very passionate and We've had a great response from the local community where people are just excited to, to come out and help us volunteer. And um, our social media following has been great. It's been quite organic and natural. And although we're, we're quite small as of now, we are very dedicated and motivated. And we, we really look forward to um, harnessing this energy that we have from the community and continuing to grow with and within Reno. So I'd like to shift to finding out more about your biggest little mushroom urban farm business. So I understand you're selling your mushrooms now through the new market box Reno mobile market. How do you like this newer model that's now available in Reno? Right. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I think the mobile market model is, is great for a couple of reasons. 
you know, by setting up these satellite stands in different neighborhoods around around Reno, there's there's more produce being sold, and that um, that not only directly supports local farmers, but it also provides healthy, nourishing, and sustainable food to people that might not want to drive all the way down to the main market. So if you, I mean, it's really a true win-win-win scenario if you also consider that it is instilling a sense of food awareness and community within everyone involved and customers included. So I feel similarly about the uh, CSA boxes. They're kind of like a a fun way for people to get involved in, in local food. Nice. I wanted to know, like, what are some of the things that you have incorporated in your farming practices that have made it more sustainable, maybe as opposed to what um, the conventional uh, farming model might be doing in mushroom farming? Right, right. Yeah. So um, what I've noticed in the, the industry kind of standard in mushroom farming is to use all disposable cropping containers, or really it's just bags, like plastic disposable bags. So every time you grow a crop of mushrooms, you throw out the bag and you have to buy new ones. Um, So one of the big things we do is we grow our mushrooms out of modified food food grade five gallon buckets. Um, So that allows us, it's a little bit more work around the farm labor wise, but we believe that that is definitely worth um, the environmental input. Um, so we, we clean out these buckets in between each crop and we reuse them. <clears throat> so that cuts down on single-use disposable plastic waste. And then furthermore, another big step that we've taken is to utilize local waste streams to actually grow our mushrooms. So <clears throat> another kind of industry standard is to source the perfect substrate to produce the most and healthiest, happiest mushrooms. Um, But in a lot of the reading and studying that I've done, people encourage trying to find local waste streams to grow specifically oyster mushrooms. They're a very aggressive species of mushroom, and they can grow on a lot of different substrates. So although we might not be getting the very best in terms of yields, when we do this, we are still getting quite good yields. And it... All it took was about a year of experimentation where we were finding different local waste streams. Like we currently source spent coffee grounds from a local coffee shop, and that's part of our substrate mix. And another big part of our substrate mix is actually hemp waste, so hemp fiber and herds. So we have found a local hemp farmer, made a connection with him. We process all of this stuff ourselves, and we have kind of dialed in a locally sourced waste stream mix of substrate. All of this uh, hemp and coffee grounds, it's all organic. And we were able to um, create a viable business model growing on these local waste streams. So that really just took a lot of experimentation, time, patience, and you know, a little bit of risk involved. We didn't know exactly how it was going to work out. And um, But I think that's kind of what it takes is just kind of getting your hands dirty and having the dedication to the sustainable practices. That's, that's great. Wow. Yeah. So those are, those are two of the main things. And we hope to uh, trying to practice um, as low input practices as possible, as many low input practices as possible. And down the road, it is our intention to 
get some solar panels and eventually become a fully kind of off-grid or carbon neutral mushroom farm running on just solar energy. Excellent. I hope more and more farmers such as yourself are able to find sustainable practices like you're doing. Can you share with our listeners how they can learn more about what uh, you have going on and how to get in contact with you? So for the nonprofit, we are we have decided to make a campaign where we will do one cleanup event per month throughout the year of 2021. So if you do follow us on social media, it's Green Vibe World is our account. Um, and we will post about those events on our social media accounts. And our website, greenvibe.world, it is up and running and it is an educational platform for all things environmental science. And um, I would highly encourage people to go and check that out where we do have periodic blog posts that are that are made by us for Green Vibe. And in terms of the, the mushrooms, you know, you can support us by going to Great Basin Food Co-op in Reno to buy our mushrooms. And starting in March, every Saturday, we will have our own booth at the Riverside Farmers Market. So I'm looking forward to getting out to the community and seeing everybody's beautiful faces and uh, selling some mushrooms. You know, you can follow us on Instagram as well. It's Biggest Little Mushrooms. And I just really hope that everyone, uh, you know, enjoys the mushrooms and we continue to connect and grow and create something beautiful. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to share that with us. Thank you very much. And for those who would like to find an event for their March and April, there's a whole list at Go Green locally in Northern Nevada. A quick rundown for the next 30 days includes Reno Roots, Build Your Own Terrarium, Native Plants in the Landscape Class, Introductory into Woodworking, Propagation Station, Reno Food System First Seedling Sale, Successful Vegetable Gardening Class, DeMonte Wetlands Guided Hike, 11th Annual Loping Coyote Plant Sale, and Galena Creek Guided Hikes, Native Plant and Pollinator Garden Workshop and Plant Giveaway, and Tom Cook Trail South Truckee Meadows Guided Hike, River Friendly Landscaping Class, and KTMB's Great Community Cleanup. So hope to see you at one of these local green events. And don't miss out on subscribing for local event lists that are delivered straight to your inbox once a month. And if you know of another event we haven't shared, then please add it to the event list where it's always free to log in and list it. Thanks for joining us for Local Share Green Action. Until next time, let's all use our unique talents and abilities and take meaningful green local action that benefits the planet and people.